let's be real. Home is the place where all of the beautiful goodness Christ taught crashes headfirst into the ugly brick wall that is real life. But this is also where it starts to really matter. This is where we equip ourselves and our family with all of the tools, skills, and whatchamacallits vital to succeed in Christ. Join us in our journey to find light, positivity, and specific practical ways to make our homes little outposts of heaven so we can better brighten wherever we end up wandering. Hey everybody, welcome to Outpost Heaven, the podcast. I am Andrew, as always, with my beautiful wife. Hey guys, it's Emily, and we're here with Crystal Wilkerson from Homes Made Holy. Hello, Crystal. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so excited we're, to be here. Oh, good, because I'm excited that you're here too. Um, this is a fun little spring episode. So around this time of year, I get really excited about like decluttering and cleaning up a little bit around the house, a lot of it. Um, and it's fun for me, but I also feel like I don't really have direction or like, uh, a system or anything. Um, so Crystal's here to help us out when it comes to all of that and, um, kind of like the why behind it. And so Crystal, before we jump right into the topic, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself and your family? Um, and then how this kind of got started, how this, um, interest sparked in you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, well, I have a family of five. I have three kids, um, 10, (laughs) seven and three, and they keep me on my toes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, but, and so I just have this little community on Instagram where we just kind of I like to think of it as this this community that we together are trying to invite the spirit in to our homes more. And for me, it began after my second was born. Um, I probably had a little bit of postpartum there, but I just got really overwhelmed with life and everything. Um, And one of those kind of big triggers was there was just, I felt um, drowned by stuff. There was just stuff, baby stuff and house stuff and just a lot of stuff. And I realized that I had all these things. I had a baby, I had a nice home. I had a wonderful husband and I wasn't, I didn't feel happy. So basically I had all these things that I could have, but I still felt unhappy. And I realized that I didn't have the spirit more in my home. I felt like that's what was lacking. How I tied the two together, <laughs> I don't know, but um, I, it's divine intervention, I guess. But I felt like decluttering gave me a sense of my space and maybe more control over my space, but it helped invite the spirit in rather than having these overwhelming feelings. um, I can make space for having the spirit more in my home. And so I started decluttering. Um, But one thing with that was that in order for me to bring the spirit in, it wasn't just about getting rid of stuff. It was having a vision of what I wanted in my home And then I decluttered according to that vision. And so I wanted, let's say I wanted more family home evenings with my family. So what did I need to get rid of or what did I need to create in my home? I realized my home didn't have opportunity for the spirit to be there with just all the overwhelm and the clutter. And so that's kind of where that journey started and where I started to kind of explore um, how I could bring in that spirit more. I love that. And I definitely can relate. I feel like when the house is messy or when you are like overwhelmed by all that stuff, like the spirit for me, like is 
maybe it's not, not there, but it's harder for me to feel the spirit for sure. Um, because I feel like, um, when there's a mess or when there's, um, just too much chaos, visual chaos, mm-hmm. um, it creates like that spiritual block almost like yeah. in inner chaos. Yeah. yeah. Man, you said something at the beginning that I, I wanted to follow up on, but I didn't want to interrupt. So I didn't interrupt. And now I'm regretting it because I can't remember exactly how you said it. <laughs> but it was something along the lines of, uh, I need, I wanted to feel the spirit and I want to, oh gosh, what was it? <laughs> it was something like, uh, you wanted to choose to be in control of like the, of your home and like the stuff in your home. So like, oh gosh, no, I had such a good question. Well, yeah. yeah. Do you have a good question based off of what I said? No, but I like good, the concept. <laughs> um, I like the concept of like, you're not just getting rid of stuff just to like get rid of everything, but like you're choosing what is going to be there. So like just when, um, just like repenting or um, trying to like get rid of your sin, you're not just like getting rid of sin or like not doing bad things, but you're replacing it with good things. Um, so like you're replacing your clutter with like the meaningful things that you yeah. actually want to have. So I, I love, to, I love taking good ideas and, and really cool spiritual ideas and diving in and looking at, okay, what does this look like on the ground level and what's the specific application? And so you said that you made changes to your home to better facilitate family home evening. So can you give us an idea of what that actually looked like? Like what things did you get rid of? Did you like rearrange your furniture? Like, what does that mean? Yeah. So, um, well, I was going to say that I loved how you said that you liked decluttering, but you didn't have that direction. And in that time I had come across that, um, scripture DNC 88, 119, where it says, organize yourselves, prepare every needful thing and establish a house, even a house of prayer, a house of fasting, a house of faith, a house of learning, a house of glory, a house of order, a house of God. I think that's where it ends, a house of God. <laughs> and so um, that kind of what is, gave me my direction. And so I was like, what can I do to create a house of order or a house of learning? Um, so to answer your question, uh, I first found the place of where I wanted to hold family home evening. And so I was like, okay, it's going to be in our living room. Okay. Well, what can we put in our living room that is going to remind us and have create that opportunity for us to have that every week? Um, because before it's like, oh yeah, I know I have to do it, but I didn't have it out. And like, I'm a very out of sight, out of sight, out of mind. And I believe the more you see it, it's easier for you to remember. And so we have in our living room, uh, come follow me cabinet where we have all our come follow me workbooks or scriptures. Um, and so it's there in where we are most of the time. And so we remember and we do it and it's right there. We don't have the excuse because it's right there with us. And so that's a way I bring in that. And then I take out what doesn't follow that vision because the vision is more it, it is family holding but what do we want in this to feel in this space so i always mm-hmm. also assess how we want the space to feel and i do this as a family we'll sit down and say how do we want our living room to feel we want it to be peaceful we want it to be calm we want it to be a place where we hold family prayer and then if our living room is a chaotic mess 
that doesn't really create the opportunity for us to feel peaceful and calm. And so that's how we kind of use that as our measurement to say, okay, let's get rid of this. Maybe we put the toys in a different place or video games in a different area so that we're, we can make this space really a focus for family home evening or come follow me or whatever it may be. No. So uh, I think it's interesting that usually when you hear people talking about decluttering, it's you, it's from a anti-materialism kind of lens or perspective, Mm -hmm. whether it's like wanting to lessen, like you want to lessen your dependence on material things, but based on everything you said so far, like your motivation doesn't seem to have anything to do with that. It's more about like proactively trying to develop a spiritual focus. And it's less about like avoiding materialism unless that's also a thing. And we haven't talked about that yet. Yeah, no, I mean, yes and no. I do. It's for me, it's more of uh, when I'm decluttering, it's keeping the things that are creating those opportunities that we want and that are functional. And so I do still get rid of a lot of things, um, but my focus is more of things that we use every day and things that are functional and that serve our family and our situation. So yes, there's no set number. It's not about having three things in your living room. It's what Mm -hmm. serves our family the best and having just those things. Right. Yeah. I like that. Which I think it's so much more powerful uh, uh, from the perspective of like motivation because if you want to be motivated to, you know, make these changes, which can be difficult or uncomfortable, um, and especially if you want them to be sustainable, you can't just be fighting against something. Like you can't just be fighting against materialism, right? Or you can't just be fighting against right. clutter. Like you have to be striving towards something positive. Which is probably my favorite thing that I've heard so far. Yeah. I really like how you were talking about how you do this together as a family. Um, That was pretty cool. And I know in your stories a couple days ago on Instagram, you were sharing about, I think someone had asked you a question, like, what if my, like, how do I go about doing this if like my family's not on board or my my husband's not on board or something? Um, Can you kind of address that here in this space as well? Like, what if, what if we're the only ones that, that want to do this? Like, how can we encourage our family members to participate? Sure. Um, It's a hard question and it's a hard thing. It's something that I'm constantly learning. We cannot control others. We can only control ourselves. Um, But two things I think that I try to do is uh, making it a family thing and making it a positive thing. And so when I approach it from the perspective, instead of approaching it as we're getting rid of all your stuff because it stresses me out and I can't stand it. And we need to get rid of your things and you have too many things and mm-hmm. <laughs> keep all these little toys that we hate, you know, instead of approaching it that way, I, and this is like trial and error. Like I, you know, and so uh, I try to approach it as a family thing. Let's together. What, how, what can we do to feel the spirit we have a lot of little junky things does that help us feel the spirit you know and and at the same time honoring and me letting go um for example let's go back to the little junky toys each of my kids have their own treasure chest where they can choose to keep whatever of those little happy meal toys they want to (laughs) keep in that box whatever doesn't fit in that box doesn't get to stay they can switch in and out um and so I still try to, and same thing with my husband that I shared, I got all his stuff out and let you get picked through what you want. And 
I think it's important to honor them to to give them that agency instead of me trying to do that. And so I have tried to find kind of a balance with it, but first and foremost is including them. And yes, as a family, we figure out a, um, you know, how we want to feel in our space and how they want to feel in their space. So I I just want to back up two seconds. Does your husband have his own treasure box? (laughs) Yeah, you know, that's a good question. No, but I would probably say it's his junk drawers. I just throw everything in there. (laughs) He does have junk drawers and he has a couple boxes of his electronics that I put all together in there. And that's (laughs) great. That's that's awesome. I feel like I I feel like I have I don't have a uh, like a chest, but I have like my gun safe and like on top of my gun safe. I feel like everything that you don't know where it belongs just like goes on a couple other drawers too. Yeah, a couple <laughs> drawers or like the book hide that away. Yeah. 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 So just including them in the process, I think they get very excited when they're like, how do you want your room to feel? But we, you know, have to remember that it's not always going to be our complete vision. We have to let them choose for themselves too. right so this is like a little bit in the weeds maybe and maybe outside the scope of this conversation but it's one of the barriers that we face constantly when we talk about decluttering um it's like the emotional attachment to gifts so not necessarily things that we buy because i find i find if it's things that we buy it's much easier for us to get rid of it whether it's kids toys or our own things but right. like when it's so the when, grandparents buy, yeah, buy gifts. I feel like I hold on to those because I don't want to hurt the people, like hurt feelings of the gift giver, even if they may never know. You know, <laughs> they may never know. But like, what if they ask? You know? yeah. Although um, your grandma, your grandmother asked about one of those things last time we were. She we did, talked and to I her. felt horrible. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. But yeah, like what, what do you have maybe advice or something on that subject of like, okay, well, we're keeping this stuff, not because the kids like it, or maybe they do like it, but like, it's time to get rid of it. But like, we just can't for some reason, because it was given to us. Right. And yeah, that is a tough, tough one too. And something I'm not perfect at either. I've learned along the way. um, But I think when it's those kinds of things, it just still, it's more of our emotions, right. Than what in our worries about what they're going to do or say or feel. And so I was actually thinking about this the other day because they're, especially the grandparents, they love to spoil the kids. Mm-hmm. In fact, my mom asked me today, what do the kids want for their birthdays that are coming up? And I'm like, you don't need anything. <laughs> um, but what I do is encourage them to do um, gifts that are like, I will suggest disposable, what I call disposable gifts. So bath things, outside toys, things that they will use up and then it's gone mm-hmm. <laughs> on its own. And then I don't have to feel bad because they used all the chalk or they used whatever it is. Another thing I encourage, and I know this is said a lot, is experiences mm-hmm. or quality time. My mom asked me today and I said, what if you take the kids out, take them for ice cream and let them pick a toy? And we actually do this with our own kids is we'll take them out and let them pick something that they really want. 
um, and that they can choose rather than the grandparents kind of guessing and giving them all these things, you know, um, but you're going to have your holidays and we get Easter things. And I just, you know, they just pass through, <laughs> they, mm-hmm. pass through. they might break sometimes or get lost and, you know, they don't, um, last very long, but yeah, it's just, it's something I, I, for, if anything, the thing I try to do is just help them with that and guide the grandparents that way into giving less things and more, and, and maybe even it's okay to have things. It's not saying it's not okay, but things that they right. will actually use. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when they ask, I'm like, oh, they need, give them a gift card to get clothes. She would love to go shopping or give them a gift card to get games because they have a Nintendo Switch. They'll use that and they'll love it the same, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I don't know. Maybe that helps. Yeah, that's a good that's thought. Great, yeah. So I'm assuming you've probably put some thought into this. And so I'd love to hear your insights. How do you think an inability to let go of things affects your spirituality? Well, the, my first thought that came to my mind is um, it kind of goes to when we have, when we commit a transgression, right? If we're holding on to that transgression, whether it's because we haven't forgiven ourselves or we haven't done the true repentance process, it's going to hold us up spiritually right Mm. and so i think when we're attaching ourselves to things maybe in that way we are also um not we're stopping ourselves from being able to progress whether that's spiritually or with physical things Mm -hmm. and so um i think in the same way is just asking ourselves why we're holding on to those things and kind of digging deeper because there are emotional attachments to things, things. It's not always just about the thing. There are memories tied to things. There are all these things. And I think that we need to, there is emotional work involved when you are, at least in my experience, when I am decluttering. And mm-hmm. it just, it, I do have to take that inward look and say, okay, why am I holding on to this? What are the feelings attached to this? How can I let this go? And it's just a, a process that I kind of have to work through and that I can even pray to my heavenly father and say, okay, you know what, help me through this, help me through the, to be aware of what is um, making me attached to these things. And, and then being able to kind of work through it and let it go so that you can let the object go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So for, oh, oh, oh. Wait, go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, you first. You first. All right. So it's kind of follow up question to that. So it sounds like, and you didn't overtly say this, so if I'm putting words in your mouth, just yell at me. Um, it sounds like you're saying that um, emotional attachment to things isn't inherently negative. It's just kind of part of the process. Or is it inherently negative? No, I, I don't think so. I mean, um, I guess it depends. I mean, that's a hard question. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are memories attached to things. And I'm not going to say pretend that I don't have emotions attached to my things. I'm very sentimental. Um, but I think that there's a you can have a balance with it. Am I going to keep every single thing my grandmother had because it's my grandmother's? 
I think, yeah, I think it would be, it would be more special to keep one or two things of hers than everything she ever owned. And I think, and that is so individual, I guess it's hard to question to answer because it's very individual. Um, and, mm-hmm. and you have to do your own work and figure out where you are there. Right. Yeah. Well, it I, sounds, right. it sounds a lot like, um, like we're just supposed to stay curious and stay aware of the reasons why we're keeping things, the reasons why we have things and the reasons why we buy things. Yeah. Um, just being a little bit more aware about. Um, well, it's super hard because we're really influenced a lot more heavily by the, you know, the traditions of our forefathers and than we're aware. Right. And it's like our, if, if you are a Latter-day Saint, whether or not you were, you know, you've been, your family's been in the church for multiple generations. You're influenced by that, like that pioneer heritage, that pioneer culture. And that pioneer culture was really heavily influenced by the Puritans, like the early American Puritans. And so there's this real high value or like this, this emphasis on, Oh, what's that? Oh gosh. There's a, a good philosophical term for this, like where you're, trying to be like detached from material things completely. And it's like material attachment is bad. Hmm. And so I think there's, there's remnants of that in just American Christianity in general, but especially in like latter, like latter day saint sphere. And so we all feel guilty that we have this emotional attachment to things, but it's not about like this black or white attachments, good or attachments, bad. It's about a, a balancing thing. And I think like, just like you were saying, it's about, prioritization it's not that all attachments bad it's like making sure that your priorities are are set appropriately Mm -hmm. and i think uh, part of that for me is just having a willingness to let go of anything um and not necessarily feeling i have to be letting go of everything right so like if the lord tells me i need to let go of something or i feel like the spirit's telling me to let go of something i'm always willing to let go of any physical thing because I, I put my like relationship with God first. But if I get to a point where I'm valuing a thing more than the companionship of the spirit, like then that that's crossed the line. And mm-hmm. then it's like hindering the spirit. Yeah. And I think there's like two things along with that is one, where are you placing your value? You know, if we're placing our value on things, then we're losing that perspective and we're losing that priority. And so it, one part of it is knowing where where you're putting your value. Do I want to put my value in things or how my home looks or do I want to put value in the in what we're creating in that space as far as quality time or, you know, teaching the gospel to our children? Um, and the other thing is in order for us to be able to create that space to invite that we have to let go. And so we have to have things that we can let go to bring in more things. And the other thing that I just learned recently is not necessarily just because you let something go, you don't always have to fill it with something. Mm. Sometimes it's okay to just let it be, which is really hard for us in this day and age. But I think that what where when we do let it be is when we can be able to hear the spirit in that space. Right. Can you give us a specific example of that? Of like something that you've like maybe you've experienced this recently where you've like let go of something and you're you wanted to fill it with something else, but then 
you just kind of like let it be? Yeah, sure. So I, um, when we moved into our home, we had this huge corner that was empty and I wanted to fill it with something because it just looked empty there to me. And I said, you know what, I'm just going to let that be. And I'm just going to let it go. And, um, I let it go like that for months, 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 months. And then we, I don't even know how it came about, but I saw something that I really liked and I thought I'm going to put that in that corner. And I ended up putting it in that corner and that's what came to be our come follow me cabinet. Mm. Um, And so I think sometimes it's taking or being a little patient and letting those opportunities come rather than trying to fill it with something just to fill it. Mm. Um, I can. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you (laughs) just, I can like relate to that specifically with clothes. Like I get excited to declutter clothing, but then I also love buying clothing. So it's like, well, I don't want to just like fill that just for the sake of like replacing clothing. But like when the, when the opportunity arises and I want to buy something, I, I can, it's not that like you can't ever fill it. So I like that, that example that you gave that like, just be patient and like the right thing will come along. And I like that. If it does, and it could, just if it does, or maybe yeah, it won't it could just yeah. be. And like our, our, we have a table in the living room that, you know, you can feel with all these cute decor and vases and all these things. And I just let it be empty and it just feels good to just let it be empty. And I can set my scriptures there when I want to, I have space to put them down or, my enzyme or whatever it is. And, and sometimes it is okay to just be able to sit in space Mm. and let it be functional for whatever you need it that day. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's great. So we've talked a lot about some, I mean, you've already shared a ton of practical things with us. Um, but let's say that someone is listening or I am talking to you right now, (laughs) listening. (laughs) Um, and we want to get, we want to get started with decluttering. What are some of the your basic go-to tips for starting? So I know it can be really, it might, well, it can be very overwhelming, but I think what sets what we talk about on Homes Made Holy apart from your average decluttering is having that vision beforehand. So I think that's where you start is what do I want for my home? What do I want it to feel like? What do I want it to look like? What do I want? What kind of feeling do we want here? And then, um, and I do this with each room. I go into each room. I I do it as a whole. What do we Mm -hmm. want in our family? What do we want our family to feel like? I'll even ask the kids, like, what are their favorite things to do? What Because I want our home to be a place of belonging and becoming. And so that includes everyone. And so when... And this is kind of getting into, I guess, deeper, but let, let's say, for example, when it comes to the kids' toys, I have asked my kids what their interests are. And so when we're decluttering, we are getting rid of what doesn't fit that vision that we have mm-hmm. or that they have or that their interests and, and things like that. But the number one thing is probably to have a vision um, and you can go along in each room. And it's like, kind of, I said before, if you start in your living room and say, what do I want this place to feel like, look like, sound like, go through all the five senses for each space. 
write it down and then look at your space and say, okay, what needs to go and what do I need to bring in to make this vision happen for this space? And it's not going to happen overnight. And it is, I will say it is a constant thing. I thought once I decluttered that I'd be done and I do it every single day. (laughs) And I just always have a box set aside that when we don't need it anymore, that's where it goes. And that also helps, um, you know, keep things from repiling up. Um, But yeah, I would start there with just having a vision for each space. That's, that's a great start. I also really love that you said have a box. Like there's always a, like a box. Um, yeah, I could use that. <laughs> and then I was going to say too, we did like a little family, a personal family proclamation that is just for our family. Like mm-hmm. we are the Wilkerson's, we are Wilkerson warriors. Everybody, you know, is welcome. And we just have this little statement that we have that we can put up in our home to remind us. Um, and so it just helps kind of set the tone, you rededicating your home. You can do that mm-hmm. and you can do that at any time. Yeah. And we have a, a family constitution that we made mm-hmm. like on our, like our first year we were married, but it's like, I'm long winded and I wanted to cover every possible thing in our family constitution. And so it's so long that we haven't ever actually done anything with it. <laughs> so we're going we yep. to, we need to revamp that. Maybe we should do an episode on that. Like, yeah, like having a family constitution or proclamation. Yeah. 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 Okay. So vision, personal family proclamation. Um, I, I, I like specifically just the, for the vision, like go through your, like the senses. Mm-hmm. Like when mm-hmm. you're in a room, think of like, what are the senses that you want? Or how do you want your senses to be engaged in right. that room? Yeah. Or to be stimulated in that room? Right. in that space yeah I like that too so like in your living room you say well what do I want it to look like that would make our home feel more holy well pictures of Christ or the scriptures out or music having uplifting music um like I said just going through kind of all of those senses for each space and how you want that space to be more holy or Christ-centered And then after, and then after that, I mean, this is getting ahead of myself, but then you do the same thing in your everyday routines. And that's Mm. what I talk about too, is after you do the physical stuff, then you work that into your daily life because yeah. What I like about this is it's less about just like getting rid of stuff. And it's more about like looking at the architecture of your home, never the architecture, but like the the layout of your home and looking at the, from like a business standpoint, it, it would be looking at the operational flow of your, of your business or of your, of your floor. Um, and so you, from a business standpoint, you set things up to encourage a certain type of flow throughout the, uh, throughout the workspace. And it actually is super interesting. Now I'm thinking about it. So there's this thing called a heat map in in the business world. Mm -hmm. And so you map out uh, where people spend the most time. Interesting. And so uh, if you're looking at a a floor map of an office, Mm -hmm. like the, you'll map out like the route people take, and then you will show where they spend the most time by making it look hotter. Right. right? Yeah. If you've ever seen like a, like a weather map, how like it's, 
if it's hotter, it's red, and then mm-hmm. like at different temperature levels, it, it fades out. Um, but it'd be super interesting to do that from like a family perspective, yeah, and look to see all right with the layout of my home, where are people spending the most time? Like, what is like the the? Sorry, I'm going on a diatribe, but no one's. No, 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 no. This is awesome. I'm just yeah. yawning because I'm yes. tired. I'm so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're making me think too. That's kind of how the tent. Like that's the, that scripture. It was given. I believe it was. Oh gosh, now I'm not gonna get my scripture right. But to Joseph Smith on how the temple should be built, right? And mm-hmm. so we've are been taught to pattern our homes like the temple, and just like you were saying when we go into the temple there's a flow and there's yeah you know there's a flow there and everyone's got their position and what you know what they need to do and it's kind of and every area has its purpose you know mm-hmm. of the temple and it's kind of that same that same kind of concept yeah this is awesome so i have a friend at work who is our oh gosh like our con- continual improvement officer and so he all he does is this kind of stuff like improve like improving operations and flow and whatnot mm-hmm. i'm gonna work with him and try and figure out a way to do a heat map of our house of our house of our house that would be so cool okay so if we can do this i would uh i'd I would love, love to have that. you back on so we can analyze it and look at it and say okay what can we do to like change up the the kind of the not the workflow but the home flow mm-hmm. right yeah, that would be like that next step. Once you got your heat map figured out, then you're going to figure out how to create the, I call them holy habits and righteous routines. Oh, cool. Make all of that flow together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay. Let's, let's talk to uh, Zach tomorrow. He'll be there. Okay. Okay. That's good. Okay. I'm super excited for this. I love this. <laughs> I, I love like data and I love diving into data. And so like, mm-hmm. like this kind of stuff is super exciting. Yeah. Well, Crystal, is there anything else that you would like to share with us about how we can make our homes more holy? No, just remember that it's very individual. So your house isn't going to look like mine and it doesn't need to, and it shouldn't. Right. Mm-hmm. And you don't need to do a heat map to figure out how you want to improve your home. I'm just a nerd. You can just I improve it. it without I no, it. I would love for you to do one for mine and then I will like figure it out what works. <laughs> but I think it's good to learn from others. Take mm-hmm. what I say how you want and pray on it and see what's going to work for your home. I don't have the answers. I'm sharing what I do in my home. Mind you, never not perfectly, but what I strive for what we strive for right. as a family every day. And so I think that's important to remember too. It's what you're striving for. Uh, we're not striving for perfection in our homes. We're just striving to do 1% better in our homes every day and not let it be overwhelming, just a little bit better each day. Yeah. Awesome. I think Emily probably has one more question, but I have one more for that. Oh, I don't have another question. Okay. Oh, wait, no, yes. Yes, I do. Okay. Okay. So before your last question. <laughs> Um, and you've kind of touched on this in several points, but how has this whole journey for you brought you personally closer to Christ? It has made me a better mom. And I think in that way, just a more Christ-like parent, um, because I use him more and because I, try to make him more the focus in our home, it's easier for me to use him more in my parenting and just in our everyday living, honestly. Um, And so it's strengthened my testimony as just my personal testimony. 
And I just hope and pray that it also influences my kids and that they feel the spirit in, in their home and in themselves, that, that they can feel that too, um, by the things that we do in our home and that we're mindful and intentional about. Yeah, what a great way to parent. You're an example to me, so thank you. Oh, I'm um, not perfect, but I try. <laughs> oh, but you can be an example without being perfect. So. Yes, yes. Um, thank you. Okay, so one last question. What are you doing? This could be serious or silly or related to the topic or not, but what are you doing as an individual or family to make your home an outpost of heaven? I think what we do the most is really try really hard to value each other in our, in our, each other, in our home. Um, like I mentioned earlier, I try for our home to be a home of belonging and becoming. Mm -hmm. And so we all belong here. We all have a place here uh, and we're all constantly becoming better or trying to become more like our savior. And so I think when we're helping each other out um, to be better or whatever it is that helps, it's kind of like when they've shared about our homes being MTC centers. Um, and so I think that's something that we try to do and we try to have fun while doing it. We mm -hmm. do movie nights, we do date nights, we do family trips, even just here around um, I think that always helps keep us connected. That's great. Thank you so much. Yeah. Um, take yes. away? Um, there's too many. I can't pick one. Pick, I can't. No, I can't pick one. Just pick, okay. One <laughs> okay. Um, I really, okay. So my biggest takeaway was probably when Crystal was talking about um, like, <laughs> uh, Jimmy, you go first. No, like I, I just can't say it back because she said it so well. <laughs> but like, like getting rid of things that don't serve us, and then like keeping things that do. If that makes sense. So like, decluttering isn't only about like just getting rid of everything, but it's about using what you have and you what you want to serve you and like for the purpose. So yeah, I really like that. And that go, like goes along with like the vision thing. I really like the vision. Yeah. Aspect and I, I highlighted several things throughout the, throughout the episode that I, I really liked. But one thing I just want to emphasize is once again, this is very, very personal and it's very much about where you're at mm -hmm. in your family life and in your personal relationship with Christ and in your personal spiritual level and your personal, you know, patch of the, covenant path. Um, and, and so you can't try and be like anybody else, right? right. You just got to look at where you're at and say, Hey, how can I be 1% better? And that's going to be different for you than for anybody else. Mm -hmm. Right. And so there's, you're not going to have the same solution as crystal or the same solution as, as, as us. And so just like, be okay with wherever you're, wherever you need to go next. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, that makes yeah, so sense. Yeah, so I like that a lot. And, and our families are all different, mm -hmm. and our homes are all different. 
And our needs are different. And our needs are different. And our wants are different. And our wants are different. And so there are so many variables in here that we can't look at others and think, oh, I want to pattern myself after this person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I think too, like you're saying seasons too, because even us, it's not always a season to be saying, doing family scripture study, saying our prayers, family home evening. It's a lot. It really is. It's a lot for all of us to do. And, and, and if you other some mothers out there do it all, kudos to you. <laughs> but sometimes I think we have to accept that there, at least for us, that there are seasons and it's okay if you're not doing one thing perfectly, but you're doing the other thing. Um, like you're saying, everybody's different and our, even our seasons and timings are different within our own families. Yeah. And I, I do want to emphasize it. It doesn't mean that we want to like devalue all those good things and it just means like if we realize, oh, this is, we're in a phase that's harder right now. Um, we've talked about this a lot before where you, you can't compare yourself to even yourself in a different phase, right? Because like, you were a different you. Like, like you can't compare how you do your personal scripture study when you were single and you had lots of time mm-hmm. um, to your personal scripture study now when you have yeah. four kids five and under and you are staying up till midnight every night painting and doing podcast <laughs> okay, okay, stuff okay okay it's like it's like, Sounds like it's yeah. getting personal <laughs> it's like you if you can't even compare yourself to yourself in a right. different time right yeah. and so it's it's and so you have to like change your expectations but that that doesn't mean you ever change the mark, right? Because the Savior is always the same. His commandments are always the same. Right. But like your ability to fulfill his commandments, um, that does fluctuate, I think. Yeah. And I think what I, I meant is like just having grace for yourself. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Because I think we can hear like this episode and p- people are going to be, you know, they might be inspired and get overwhelmed with all the things that now they want to do, you know, just start one thing at a time. Um, even sometimes our family home meetings are riding in the car and saying, Hey, you know, how was your day today? Fine. Well, this kid was mean to me. Oh. And then that turns into a discussion about being kind and being like the savior. I mean, it can happen anywhere. And so I think what I, what I mean more than anything is just in the process to have grace for yourself and just take it one step at a time. Precept, yeah. Mm-hmm. That line, right? yeah. 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 Um, anything, this is another question for you, hon. Oh, sorry. Then we can wrap up. No, you're good. <laughs> um, do you have any like projects that you've thought of that or things you want to change like for our home along these lines? Um, a little bit, <laughs> mostly like, um, like the kids space, I think like their bedroom and the playroom area is, has been like eating at the back of my mind for a long time. And I really just want to make those, like, I'm thinking about the vision that I have for them, not like decoratively or anything, but just like, how do I want this space to function? Yeah. How do you want like, them to use that space? Because it just, <clears throat> I can clean it one day. And like, by the end of the day, it's exploded as if I've never touched it. Like, and the kids just like huge, yeah. huge tornado mess. Yep. And <clears throat> yes, decluttering would be great, but I also need to implement some sort of a like positive. This is how this room functions and this is the vision for it. And right. Instead of just like the catch all for all play things. Right. So, yeah. That's the project that's in my head. Yeah. <laughs> Do you have one in your head? I have one. 
I would like to, so we have a TV like in the center of our bedroom wall, like right in front oh, of our bed. Mm-hmm. I would like to switch that with the painting of Christ and put Christ in the center and the TV off to the side. Oh. That way, like in our heads, like 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 the TV's not, even though it's like yeah. like functionally it's the same thing, but just like the like the spirit that invites. I really liked what if you just switch it, you think it'll make a difference? I think so, because like you walk in, it's like, oh, why is the TV not centered? Oh, you know, it's a picture of Christ that's centered. It's oh. like the center is <laughs> yeah. like the center is yeah. Christ. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And cool. so like it's like Crystal was saying, it's like like functionally it's still the same, but like we are sending a message like to ourselves. Yeah, we can try that. Okay. Yeah. Sweet. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Crystal, for being on our podcast. We really appreciate you. And I really enjoyed the things you had to teach us. So if our listeners want to follow you and your journey and join your your community that you're creating, where where can they find you? Well, I am on Facebook, Homes Made Holy, but I mostly uh, am on Instagram. And it's at homes.made.holy. And you can find me there. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for everything that you're teaching on Instagram. I am like soaking it up and I think you're doing wonderful things. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. It was so fun to talk tonight about it. I love talking about it. So, and reach out to me more if you want help with that vision in the kids' rooms or Perfect. I probably will. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah. It'd be super useful if we had like, like a workbook page, like, like, like walking you through the steps, like how to develop a vision for your home. So I actually do. <gasps> she does. Look at that. Of course she does. <laughs> totally forgot that I have a website. <laughs> um, like I said, I go through seasons and sometimes I'm really on it. And sometimes you just get what you get when you come to Homes Made Holy on Instagram. <laughs> but I'm homesmadeholy.com. And I believe um, there I have a um, link where you can go and you can actually get a printable where it has all the questions to ask your family. It has a fill in the blank family proclamation printable page. Um, so yeah, I have that on there. <laughs> oh my oh, goodness. Awesome. Yeah. Like I'm looking at your website right now. It's beautiful. How could oh, you forget you. that you have this? I'm so, I know. I get back on it. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, we will, on that front page. Yep. We okay. will include that in the show notes for sure. Yes. So yeah, yeah, guys, look, go, go look. Oh my it gosh, up. I need to like binge your whole website. You have yeah. so many good articles. <laughs> <on>. <laughs> oh <my goodness. laughs> okay. All right, guys. Well, if you are enjoying this this podcast, please do all the good things and and like it and share it and leave a rating and review. And if you're on Instagram, screenshot while you're listening this screenshot your little podcast player, whatever it is. Um, share it to your stories and tag homes made holy, homes.made.holy and outpost of heaven. Yes. Yep. All right. Love you guys. Keep the faith. Bye.